Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis and Nick Verzellini. Welcome into the Tuesday, October 19th edition of the Sports Mix. Spencer Dupuis joined alongside Nick Verzellini. Happy to have you with us for what's a uh, another big day on the Sports Mix. Yeah, it's exciting to be uh, back on the show today, Spencer. And, of course, you know, talk some basketball. Yeah, we'll talk some basketball, some baseball, maybe a little bit more high school football. Uh, just, you know, why not? Go with the flow, right? Go with the flow. This show sponsored in part by Brown Funeral Home and Cremations. Robert Field and Sunday family-owned full-service funeral home that has probably served our area since 1880. And I mentioned it's a big show. Why is that, Nick? You're supposed to ask why. <laughs> I mean, I already know. I'm I'm the co-host, so if I didn't know. You do know, but not everybody of... knows. A few people know, but I don't think I ever teased it yesterday at the end of the show. So, big guest at 1230. Um, if you listen to the station regularly, in the winter, spring, fall months, you hear a guy broadcasting the Washington Wizards. It's not us. It's not us. It's not Matt Miller. It's not Matt Miller. It's... Part of our affiliation with the Wizards Broadcast Network, Wizards Radio Network, we'll have Dave Johnson, Wizards Radio play-by-play man, on at 12.30 as their season kicks off, tips off, off. tomorrow night in Toronto. Yeah, that that should be an interesting matchup. Toronto, obviously a team that's kind of in a rebuilding sense, and the Wizards uh, have made some moves that are kind of confusing to some people, I think, because they get rid of Westbrook, but also they have probably more talent overall on the roster than they've had over the past few seasons. So I think it's an exciting season if you're a Wizards fan. I'm looking forward to it. I definitely am looking forward to it as well and looking forward to talk to uh, one of the best in the D.C. area, one of the best uh, guy with multiple jobs. He's also the D.C. United play-by-play guy, also reports on the radio on 103.5 FM WTOP and on NBC4, NBC Washington. So... Guy with a lot of jobs, guy that you'll recognize his voice right away. Yep. Guy that's been certainly uh, in the area for a while as well. Yep. And let's uh, let's talk about what we ended the show yesterday with. We talked about uh, we got the Martinsburg Boys Varsity Basketball schedule in the mail yesterday. And then uh, I wondered, I was talking with Colin, and I was like, I wonder if the girls is out yet. So we went on to uh, the EPAC Sports I don't know the exact website. It's basically got all the calendars for uh, all the sports. It's epacwv.org. And we found the girls' basketball schedule and girls' varsity team coached by Kyle Triggs. Uh, They have their first game of the season is the Hampshire Holiday Tournament. Holiday Tournament at Hampshire starts on December 3rd. They're playing Hampshire twice. And then, or no, I guess they're not, that's not, that's the location. I was looking at the right part of the schedule. They'll play uh, two different teams. They'll play two different teams. And then their first home matchup will be versus Frankfurt on Tuesday, December 7th. Then they'll be at Fairmont Senior December 11th, 10th and 11th for, I guess, a tournament there. Maybe a little round robin. I'm not too certain. They will be playing Fairmont. And then 
Capitol on the Saturday, December 11th. And then I don't even know how to say Dreddy, G-O-R-E-T-T-I. I'm not too sure what that is. I've not heard of them before. Nick, do you know anything about this school? No, nah, I don't. I didn't know if it was a PA school. <laughs> but either way, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to basketball season. It's ah, bad. it is a Catholic high school in Hagerstown. Gotcha. There we go. Okay. Uh, then they'll be at Parkersburg December 28th. Uh, I'm guessing this is a tournament because they're playing, well, maybe not. Parkersburg High, then Parkersburg South, the 29th. Then they'll be at home to start the EPAC schedule on uh, January 4th versus Jefferson. Or no, they'll be at Jefferson for that matchup. And then on January 6th, Hedgesville, for that matchup, they'll be away. And then their next home game will be uh, versus Washington, January 10th. January 13th will be at Musselman. January 15th will be at Buchanan Upshur. The 20th of January will be at home versus Spring Mills. Then they'll stay at home for Parkersburg South the 22nd. And then Hedgesville the 27th of January. And then Buchanan Upshur on the 29th of January. They'll be at Washington January 31st to close out the month of January. Then they'll be hosting Musselman February 3rd. At Spring Mills February 10th. At Morgantown on February 12th, February 14th, they'll be at home to face Jefferson, and I believe then it gets into sectional play. So it'll be an exciting season for not only uh, Martinsburg girls varsity, but as well as boys varsity basketball, as we talked about them yesterday. Didn't really get a lot to talk about because we didn't have a lot of time left, but it's going to be an exciting time of year to go from football to basketball. Yeah, I think, too, with basketball, you know, we have a little bit more flexibility with our schedule, so we'll be able to... You know, get a lot of different EPAC teams in. Obviously, Martinsburg boys will take priority, but we'll also be doing some Shepherd games um, and, of course, the girls' team a little bit and, uh, you know, kind of just get a bunch of different teams in throughout when we have an opportunity to. So I'm looking forward to basketball season. Uh, it's always been my favorite sport to do broadcast for just because I like the tempo, I like the flow of the game. Oh, yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, it should be a lot of fun. Yep, and we'll continue to talk a little high school sports for the next couple of minutes. Today at 2 p.m., the WVSSA power rank, football power rankings come out, and uh, I'm expecting a little bit of, the sh- of a shakeup. I'm In expecting of, South Charleston to maybe drop out, George right. Washington to drop out of the top 10. Uh, I just think uh, it's, it's tough when the, you lose games like that. Yeah, and anytime you lose, obviously you can't get any points for it. So, yeah. you know, losses never help you, even if you play a good team. And with South Charleston, even if they beat Riverside, it wouldn't have been a ton of points for them. But then losing to them means no points. So, um, you know, I would agree with you. I think they probably fall out of the top 10. They'll definitely still be in that top 16. But I'm interested to see who moves up here in the EPAC because we have Musselman on the rise, apparently, or not apparently, they are. Uh, they just knocked off Wheeling Park, who's a pretty good team. They were ranked, I think, 17th. So Musselman should move up. Um, you know, see what happens with Jefferson. You know, they'll probably be in that two or three range, I would think, still. But they might move up ahead of Huntington. I don't know. And then, obviously, on a buy, though, that that can't can't really help you too much. But you know, just to see where some of those other schools that are trying to get into those last few spots, Spring Mills, where they're going to be, and see, I guess, kind of heading into this final few weeks, you know, what the chances are for more EPAC teams because Washington's got a chance to move up as well. Yeah, they do definitely have a chance to move up. And we'll be talking with uh, 
two of the coaches via phone today. That will be, I believe, head coach Brian Thomas and head coach Simps, uh, Glenn Simpson for Musselman and Washington, respectively. And then we'll be heading out to Washington High School. Um, to Not Washington. Jefferson. Jefferson High School. In the same county. We're, we're talking Jefferson County. Um, we'll, talk, we'll be talking with head coach Craig Hunter and I guess just head coach Hunter this week um, because there's a lot of stuff going on in Friday night's game. Specifically, we're going to be covering the senior night ceremony. Right. So we're not going to be able to put the In the Huddle segment together this week. Yeah, and there'll be another pretty important ceremony that I don't know if we're allowed to talk about yet. Yeah, I don't know either. Um, Before we go to our first break, though, I want to give a quick shout-out to... uh, He's probably not watching yet, though. I don't know if I should wait till he's watching. Uh, We'll maybe do it more than once. All right, shout-out to A.R. Emmer. Brought us some pizza in today. Uh, Number one fan of the radio show, I guess. Yeah. First, uh, well, no, Unless somebody talks Jim Klein brought us some in before. But Jim works with us. Jim so. works with us, yeah. He's not really a fan. Yeah. He's All right. A well, let's hit the first break. This show sponsored in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online. They'll deliver it to you. If you don't like it, they'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com. We come back. We'll talk a uh, little NFL. We'll talk about last night's Monday Night Football game and some other stuff going on in the NFL. That's next on the Sports Mix. This is Eric from Hagerstown Ford. I want to thank you for your continued support of helping Hagerstown Ford's efforts to be number one in the region. As we get closer to this extremely aggressive goal, I want to recap why Hagerstown Ford should be your only consideration when buying your next vehicle. Number one, we have the best prices from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C., from Hershey, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland. I assure you, price will not be the reason you don't buy from Hagerstown Ford. Number two, we have a real return policy that's better than Walmart. Seriously, if you don't like it, return it. We'll give you three days to make sure you love your new ride. And finally, we'll bring your new car, truck, or SUV to you, just like Amazon does. Never step foot in a dealership again. Stop the silly back-and-forth negotiations that make everyone crazy. It's dumb, and it's a total waste of time. Besides, we hate it worse than you do. Simply log on to HagerstownFord.com and let us make your next buying process fun, easy, and risk-free. What do you got to lose? Visit HagerstownFord.com and let us cater to you. See dealer for details. Safety doesn't come from owning a gun, it's knowing how to safely use it. Valley Guns 2 off I-81 Exit 5 Inwood offers four levels of defensive handgun training. Get started with Basic Handgun 1, a one-day course focused on six fundamentals of shooting, basic safety, and gun handling. Then sign up for Basic, Intermediate, and Advanced Defensive Handgun courses. Valley Guns 2 has a 197-acre complex in Hampshire County with a 2,400-square-foot indoor facility and various ranges. Find out more at valleyguns2.com or phone 304-229-4411. The excitement of West Virginia high school football is starting to build to the postseason. Makes a couple of men miss, coming here to the near side, outside the numbers to the 30-yard line. Good blocking as he cuts back to the 40-yard line. He's to the midfield stripe, past the punter, down the near side, between the hash marks and the numbers, running away from a defender to the 10, to the 5, and into the end zone. It's a battle of two unbeatens as the 7-0 Jefferson Cougars travel Coburn Field to take on the 8-0 Martinsburg Bulldogs. Pre-game show at 6 with the kickoff just after 7, right here on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Which just.
Welcome back to this Tuesday edition of the Sports Mix. We'll now talk uh, NFL football, Monday Night Football, a pretty entertaining game last night. It was, yeah. And obviously, it was entertaining for you. You were a little. uh... Well, I was down by like 44 in fantasy, and I'd cut it to nine. And all I needed was Julio Jones to do something, and he just stopped doing everything, and they kept throwing to A.J. Brown. But that's why he's not on the Falcons anymore. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't get why you trade for a guy and not use him. But in terms of the game, um, yeah, it was an entertaining game. You know, a lot of back and forth, uh, kind of some controversy there at the end with the Bills going for it. Here it is. Here's the highlight. Fourth down and one from the three. Allen in the gun. Two receivers right now. He'll go under center, and he will sneak, and he falls short, I believe. He slipped as he tried to plant his foot, and he falls short. This crowd is going nuts as Josh Allen's sneak may have fallen short, and it has. Turnover on downs with 12 seconds to play. Tennessee 34, Buffalo 31. The Titans are 12 seconds away from an improbable win against the Buffalo Bills. I would say an upset win. Definitely. I mean, Buffalo is looking like the best team in the AFC. Now that belongs to the Baltimore Ravens with the best record in the AFC. But in terms of that play, you know, that's one of those plays where if they go for it, they get in, they win the game. Uh, you know, you look like the best guy. You look like the, the best coach ever. But now it's like, oh, why didn't they kick the field goal? I, I don't know. I think if you're going to put the ball in Josh Allen's hands, I don't know if I'd go under center. I'd probably run an option with him and let him make a play because if you just run a sneak, you know, that's the risk you take that he kind of slipped and didn't obviously pick up the first down so if you're gonna go for it i either run like some rpo with allen or let him keep it on a sneak or on a uh option play but i don't i don't know if i just qb sneak it because obviously you know tennessee was stacked up on the line well i think i just kind of fell i think they only needed an inch or two yeah but i think if you have taylor luan I think if he's playing, you have a better chance to get. He plays play. for the Titans. So I don't see how that. Oh wait, works. no, wrong. I don't know what I was talking about there. I was reading his injury. That's what I meant. Right. So. Yeah. He he had a bad injury. He did. And, uh, yeah. Not Caleb Farley, the first round rookie corner. Yeah, the Titans lost for a lot the of Titans. He tore his ACL on his left knee. He's out for the year. Uh, Derrick Henry though had a great game. He did. Yeah, he was tough to stop for Buffalo and. And that's why they don't use Julio Jones, because they got Derrick Henry. <laughs> hey, you know who uh, replaced uh, Farley? The, uh, it was Chris Jackson. Yeah, yeah. Chris he Jackson. He got burned a lot, though. I feel like he got burned a lot at Marshall, too. He's in the NFL, though. Yeah, not a lot of Marshall players in the NFL. He got drafted somehow. Hey, yeah, I don't know how he got drafted and some other players get, didn't get drafted. But I guess Justin Rowasser got drafted, too, and... That's just a whole weird thing. He got drafted to New England. And He's then, got some other issues. Yeah, but he didn't even get a chance in New England, really. Yeah. Well, let's talk about some other NFL news. Uh, besides the fact that the Titans now have two big injuries on their side, uh, Cleveland Browns believe Baker Mayfield's shoulder injury, not season-ending, but uh, they're still awaiting a second opinion from his own doctor. The doctor is expected to review the MRI scan later today. So losing him could be a huge loss. Well, yeah. I mean, he's their team pretty much Yeah. in terms of the one position where they haven't had success 
consistently has been quarterback. And while Baker isn't elite, he's still a top 15 quarterback when healthy. So he hasn't played to his level, I think, this year, and they're relying a lot on that running game. But they already lost Kareem Hunt for some weeks. So they're down in Cleveland right now and going to have to rely a lot on Nick Chubb and obviously you know, falling to 3-3. Three and three, And I think they got the Thursday night game this week, so it's a short week, quick turnaround for them. Um, I would be concerned if I was a Cleveland fan. Yeah, uh, do you know who's uh, expected to who the Browns' backup is and expected to play if Mayfield's not able to play? Gosh, I I don't know. He, he just seems to make reappearances everywhere in the league. Case Keenum. Okay. Case <laughs> Case Keenum. I didn't realize he was on the uh, he was on the Browns now. Uh, but Case Keenum, the one-time Washington football team quarterback. Were they Washington football team? Yeah, they were the Redskins. I think they were the Redskins when he played for them. But either way, Washington organization. Oh, yeah, 2019. So they had not changed their name yet. I just I think it's crazy how they, like, Colt McCoy reappeared somewhere last year, too. Yep. Is he still playing? Maybe. I'm not certain. But, uh, I mean, it could be He's worse Cardinals. Options. He's the backup quarterback for the Cardinals. Could be worse options if you were the Browns than uh, Keenum. Obviously, Keenum won that big playoff game in Minnesota. Yeah. And has had some moments over his career, but you certainly want Baker back there. They've already had injuries with Jarvis Landry as well, so they're getting uh, banged up on offense. One other thing I want to talk about is the uh, just uh, what's going on in Detroit right now. It, it seems like Jared Goff is just getting killed. Metaphorically, not actually getting killed. Not. But Dan Campbell, very harsh on his quarterback. Did you see this? Yeah, I did see it. Um, I mean, he hasn't played well. Yeah. So, you know, I think a coach that's willing to call out anybody on the team is a good coach. Uh, obviously, the Lions are winless, but they've been close. They should have probably beat the Ravens. Um so they've had their moments this season where they've they've had opportunities, but golf is struggling for them, you know. But on the other side of that, who are his receivers? Like their top receiver is Khalif Raymond. Do you know who yeah. Khalif Raymond is? Because I, I didn't know until this season. I did not know who he is. He's a five eight wide receiver. So I mean, besides I mean, Hawkinson, they have nobody to throw the football to, <laughs> and it's not all on golf, but also you need better quarterback play. I know a guy that once took a team to a Super Bowl. A lot of that was Sean McVay and Todd Gurley, but still, you know, you expect a little bit more out of him. So I think it's good that Campbell's willing to call out his quarterback. Yeah, I just don't understand what's going on there. I mean, they're not a good football team, and they're not winning, so. Yeah. Also, they, I didn't realize I'm looking at their depth chart right now from ESPN. They have one, two, three, four, five, six guys on offense. That are on the IR. Yep, they have the second most players on IR behind the Ravens. So total of thirteen players on yep, IR, something like that. Yeah. What the heck? That's crazy to me. And it's Dan Campbell's first year. Yeah, and obviously they're going to be you know toward the top of the draft and try to find their future at quarterback. But the Lions are a team that need a lot more than just QB play, obviously, with lack of playmakers on the outside. They do have DeAndre Swift, who's a solid contributor, but they need a lot more for any quarterback to have success there. Yeah, and uh, I guess I don't. Are they? They're not playing the Lions this week, are they? I guess they are. The Rams are playing the Lions this week. 
I did not know Doesn't that. Doesn't get any easier than for Detroit. Until right now. Uh, yeah, they are. So October 24th in L.A. Uh, but I guess, obviously, Sure, Sean McVay, you're in your press conference. You're going to be asked about Jared Goff, right? I guess he wishes. So this is a quote from ESPN. Uh, uh, L.A. Rams, Sean McVay wishes communication with Jared Goff was better ahead of the trade to the Detroit Lions. Quote, I wish I was the I wish I was there. I wish there was better, clearer communication to say it was perfectly handed handled on my end i wouldn't be totally accurate in that i'll never claim to be perfect but i try to learn from some things that i can do better and i think that was one of them without a doubt so definitely not looking good yeah i mean this is obviously you know a pretty interesting matchup stafford spending a lot of time in detroit um golf was obviously drafted number one by the rams so you, you would think they would have a better relationship in terms of trading him away. Uh, like I said, got him to the Super Bowl, even though they came up short against uh, Brady and the Patriots. But who doesn't? <laughs> exactly. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's an interesting matchup. Um, it's nice that he apologized, though, I guess. Yeah. Or and tried to, I guess, straighten things out. Exactly. This segment sponsored in part by Orsini's Home Store, not just an appliance store anymore. Cabinets and designer bedding, outdoor living. Family owned and operated at 360 Hack Wilson Way in Martinsburg. Go to Orsini's.com. We come back from this break. We'll be joined by Wizards play-by-play broadcaster Dave Johnson as the Wizards open the season tomorrow at Toronto. That's next on the Sports Mix. Hi, I'm Annette McDonald, and I am the designer at Orsini's in Martinsburg, West Virginia. We welcome you into our store to show you a complete line of what we do here. We design your cabinetry, quartz countertops, granite countertops, hardware, anything for the full remodel of your kitchen and your home needs. We also do bathrooms, and we have flooring available, too. We make sure that your project with Orsini's is the best in the market. Welcome to Orsini's. Orsini's Orsini's.com. Let's go to some beers. Located right off 81 at 214 Mid-Atlantic Parkway, Mountaineer Grill and Pub offers many daily specials, including happy hour 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. with $2 domestic bottles and $2.50 domestic drafts. Monday night is trivia night, Thursday night is wing night, and Wednesday and Sunday night is steak night. Let's go to some beers. Mountaineer Grill and Pub. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. 
Are you seeking employment opportunities in a changing job market? Maximize your time in job search by joining Blue Ridge Community and Technical College for the virtual career fair on Wednesday, December 1st, 2021 from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. All meeting sessions are private, 10-minute appointments between the job seeker and employer. Participants must register in advance for employer time slots. This is a free community event. Register to participate at www.blueridgectc.edu slash virtual career fair. Remember that last trip to the auto mechanic? I also think your solenoid gasket is bad. What? Yep, that'll be another $500. Forget that and go to DNN Auto Specialist at 230 Tavern Road, Martinsburg, where honesty is their best policy. Serving the Eastern Panhandle since 1974, DNN Auto is family owned and operated, specializing in exhaust alignments and tires. From general maintenance to major overhauls, they'll treat you right. Call DNN Auto Specialist at 304 267 4078. Conveniently located at 440 Williamsport Pike in Martinsburg, Sunset Car Wash's staff specializes in keeping your car clean. From our famous three-minute cloth wash to our touchless automatic and six self-serve bays, we offer whatever preference you have for your car wash needs. If your vehicle could talk, it would say, take me to Sunset Car Wash. At Sunset Car Wash at 440 Williamsport Pike in Martinsburg. Locally owned and operated. WVU Medicine continues to expand to meet the needs of our growing community. We're excited to offer high-quality health care in the Shepherdstown area at our new medical office facility located on Route 45 West at 60 McLean Way. Services available at the new WVU Medicine Shepherdstown location include primary care, behavioral health and psychiatry, and specialty care. Plus, two departments of Berkeley Medical Center are on-site, lab services, and x-ray services available weekdays 7 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. Make an appointment today at WVU Medicine. Now, back to the sports mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to today's edition of the Sports Mix. Unfortunately, at the moment, we're unable to get in contact with Dave Johnson. Busy guy, Nick. Yeah, hopefully we can get him on either yeah, at the end of this segment or in the next segment. I mean, busy guy. He is a man of many jobs, as I mentioned at the top of the show when we talked about him. Uh, but let's talk a little Shepherd Rams. I believe they've now moved up in both polls for Division II college football to 11th. Is that correct? I yes. I saw that yesterday. Yeah, they moved up to 11th in the AFCA coaches poll and 11th in the D2football.com poll. Yeah, I mean, this is a Shepard team that has been impressive. And I think after that Kutztown loss, that kind of woke them up a little bit that, you know, they're playing in the PSAC. These are good teams in this conference, and you can't take anybody lightly. And I think – well, I don't think they went into the Kutztown game taking them lightly – they obviously, you know, didn't play their best that week. And they didn't play their best this past week against Millersville, but they were able to overcome some of those mistakes and clean it up and get the win. So, you know, this Westchester game, it's homecoming. Westchester 5-2 and two heading in. Uh, you know, another chance to move up, I think, because this is a quality PSAC team. And as we saw this past weekend, anybody can beat anybody in the PSAC. 
IUP, who had lost to Shepard by, I think, 21 points, uh, goes into Slippery Rock and beats them and does it relatively easily. So, you know, Slippery Rock was the top 10 team in the country. So I think you've got to be aware of every opponent on your schedule. And I think really the the big area I think that Shepard needs to emphasize is cleaning up their special teams unit. That's probably been the one thing kind of holding them back in some games where we've seen them go down because of special teams errors. Yeah, definitely. And it, at least in the D2Football.com poll, let me look at the other one. Uh, Shepard Rams. Here we go. Uh, is that the D2Football.com poll? Yes. Let me look at the other poll to before I am inaccurate on something. I don't want to be inaccurate. Oh, no. They have Cal- the uh, AFCA coaches poll has California, Pennsylvania. They're in the PSAC, right? Yes. They have them ranked at number five. And then I think that's the only other EPAC team. PSAC team. PSAC team. Pulling on me. That is above Shepard. Shepard in the D2Football.com coaches poll is the only PSAC team in the top 11. Where is uh, Slippery Rock now? Slippery Rock in the D2Football.com poll is at... They're at 16th. Cal U is at 20th. IUP move in or no? IUP is at 24 and Cutstown is at 25. Like I said, I mean, it's a very competitive conference. So And then Cutstown, 25 on the coaches one. Indiana PA, 23 on the coaches one. Slippery Rock, 17 there. Uh, and that's the only other PSAC team besides California, Pennsylvania. Yeah, so it'll be, you know... A, a, a tough battle from here on out, even though Shepard only plays, I think, one more ranked team as of now on the schedule on the Slippery Rock. Um, you, know, you can't take any team lightly in this conference. Not at all. You can't take anybody lightly. And it'll be a big game this Saturday. You'll talk with head coach Ernie McCook and a player tomorrow. Uh, but homecoming Inside weekend. stuff with B-Rough, I believe, will be back this week. Oh, there you go. Uh, so it's homecoming weekend this weekend for Shepard. We'll get a little into it a little bit more as the week progresses, but should be a big game Saturday against Westchester. Yeah, like I said, a 5-2 and two program, a team that traditionally is usually pretty good from what I can remember, just kind of following it from afar uh, growing up in PA and knowing some people that had gone to Westchester. Um, you know, so they're usually pretty solid, uh, and so far this year they've had their moments as well, but they did lose to Shippensburg, and that, and that kind of extends on that point, like, Shippensburg got killed by Shepard, but Shippensburg beats a solid Westchester team. So, you know, any given Saturday. Exactly, any given Saturday. And while we're on the, while we're on the topic of college football, a lot of moving parts, as we've talked about when it comes to Division One college football realignment that's getting ready to happen. It's kind of already started to happen, but last night, uh, big news came out that the American Athletic Conference is getting ready to for a six-school expansion that will reshape the conference. Uh, a lot of those schools, actually all those schools, coming from Conference USA, Florida Atlantic, Charlotte, North Texas, UTSA, Rice, and UAB, they're all expected application. They're all expected to have applic- – the American is expecting applications to come from all those schools. 
That's interesting that the Herd aren't in that mix. Well, do you want them to go to the AAC? Because I really want Marshall to the Sun Belt. I mean, I talked about that last night. They kind of were already uh, in the American, right? When Conference USA was the American, essentially, with a lot of those schools, and they got killed. So, no, not really. (laughs) I'd rather them go to the Sun Belt where they can probably be competitive. But I would just say Marshall's better than most of those programs traditionally. So I'm a little surprised that they're not making that jump, but also the AAC might now be worse than the Sun Belt. I don't know with all these schools leaving that are kind of the top tier of that conference. And I'm not certain how to expect them to be or how it will actually end up being. Cause it seems like every year the Sun Belt gets better and better. Yeah, definitely. While Conference USA has really declined. And if those are the schools going from Conference USA to the American, besides UAB and UTSA, who seems to be on the rise, uh, Charlotte's okay, but they're not great. You know, those aren't big losses. So if Marshall joins the Sun Belt, they'd be obviously much better for them regionally. And uh, and then I guess Conference USA just like folds or gets maybe some schools moving up like JMU or something. Yeah, so that was so I was on a Twitter space. I'm not sure if you know what Twitter spaces is, Nick. I do. Paul so, Swan's big on there. Yeah, so it's, uh, it's essentially just like a, an open form, like live Q&A chat that you can do on 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 Twitter that they recently uh, have put into the application. And I was uh, invited by you know, our old internship boss down at Kinder Communications in Huntington for uh, the PD for ESPN 94.1. Uh, Paul Swan, he texted me last night. He said, Marshall to the Sun Belt. And I said, what? And I wasn't really paying attention to everything that had been going on about uh, the AAC, and he goes, I'm doing a Twitter spaces, want to jump on. So I jumped on, we talked about it. I think a key component to this is the fact that James Madison probably wants to move up to FBS from FCS football because they're just, they completely dominate FCS every year and they want to continue to get on a higher level. They've won national championships. They're every year they're competing. I think they're, they're number six in the uh, FCS polls right now. Yeah, and then I wonder because Liberty's independent right now, right? Yeah, so maybe so Liberty they would, would be a key point to that as well. USA or Sun Belt or something. like that? I don't that. think it would be. So I learned this last night. I don't think it would be Conference USA because apparently, few years ago, not not sure how how many years ago, uh, Liberty was offered or something. Either Liberty was offered by CUSA or Liberty offered CUSA that they wanted to come in. I think it was CUSA offered them, but it was a, they didn't they didn't jump at it. They thought it was a bad offer. Um, but either way, Conference USA is either going to get really bad or could be folded because I think if you moved if you transition to the Sun Belt from CUSA, I think it's got to be Marshall Southern Miss, right? La Tech, from what I understand, refuses to be in the same conference as ULM. So it's interesting. They will not join that conference because they've refused to be in the same conference. So as, where would they go? I don't know. Because they're they're solid. I mean, Montex's a solid program. I wouldn't want to stick around and beat up on I don't know Old Dominion. I mean, like who else would be in the conference? Yeah, I don't know. That's why I think like Liberty and uh, JMU could make some sense because they're relatively close to ODU. I don't know. Who else would maybe form a, a new conference? I don't know either, but I think James Madison moving up would be very uh, key to all of it's this. It's all very confusing. It is very confusing, but I think James Madison 
moving up makes sense. Definitely, yeah. I mean, from FCS to FBS, they've been one of the top programs. And then, you know, it all starts there with the Big 12 and all the movement there. And then, of course, on the West Virginia side of things, they're going you know, to probably try to go to the ACC, I would think, instead of sticking in the Big 12. So it's like we pretty much go to a power of four, and then the Big 12 becomes an American Big 12 mix. American becomes a Conference USA American mix, and then – the Sun Belt just kind of picks up some good teams, and then I don't really know what happens to some of these other Conference USA schools. So Yeah, and I mean, I think it would all determine on, you know, the exposure. A lot of teams want to jump ship from Conference USA because they're, quite frankly, the... They have the worst TV deal. I wouldn't even call it a TV deal. I'd call it a multimedia deal. You're on I mean, Facebook. Facebook, yeah, or You're on stadium. Facebook or state. I don't even know where you can get stadium. They, <laughs> I, don't they know. Origi- I got it in my dorm. <laughs> the, the funny thing was is like when I was living at home last year in Leesburg, I would sometimes see it because uh, they made a deal with Mass and Mid Atlantic Sports Network that broadcasts the Orioles and the Nationals that they would do co- that they would put their uh, games on there, and then all of a sudden, halfway through the year, like right about now, it stopped last year. Yeah. There was like the first five or six games were on there, and then they just stopped airing them. And I'm like, what? I don't get it. Uh, but I think the fact that many teams want to leave uh, Conference USA, that's a that's a no doubt about that one. But one thing that I have to say is in that Twitter spaces last night, I can't remember for the life of me what the man's name was. But apparently he works so he's a PR guy but he was in the athletic department when Marshall made the move to conference USA in 2004 5 6 that 2004 5 and 6 i think it was the years of that happened, sometime during those years so he was talking about um what how that happened and i thought that was a very interesting take on everything and you know he said quite frankly it was a huge move to get to CUSA but now CUSA like the difference in, from 15 years ago and CUSA is huge, and it seemed like when Marshall joined it, they were an up-and-coming conference that was, you know, going to be the top of the power or the top of the group of six. Well, all those schools five. then went to the American because the Big East folded, right? Yeah. And then all those schools ended up in the American for the most part, the Cincinnati's, the UCF's, the USF's, you know. Uh, well, Cincinnati wasn't in the CUSA. They were in the Big East. But, um, you know, Memphis, some of those top programs all – left USA for the American and then kind of combined with some big East schools. So yeah, CUSA used to be, especially in basketball, they were a power. I mean, yeah. one of the better conferences, uh, you know, they would get two or three bids. CUSA now always a one bid and it's a mid-major program. So I'll be interested too, to see how this affects basketball season and other sports, because obviously CUSA in baseball, softball, um, you know, soccer, they're they're really good, but in football, they're just not very good. And that's essentially what all college sports for, revolve around is how good the football team is and how good the football conference is. Because all these moves are made for football. You know, nobody makes a move because they want their softball program to play at a higher conference or something like that. Well, I think it, if Marshall were to move to the Sun Belt, I think in baseball and softball, that would be highly competitive. Yeah, no, I mean, it'd still be solid. Like, I think... Uh, you look at a team like Coastal in uh, baseball, they, what, I think five or six years ago, they won a national championship. Right, yeah. I mean, I'm just saying in general, I don't know how much the Sun Belt, like for basketball, I don't know if that's an upgrade or a downgrade. I feel exactly. like it's more of a downgrade for basketball. Um, 
what is going on here? Oh, so Jeff O'Malley, uh, Marshall's interim athletic director, tweeted 42 minutes ago with the news that broke yesterday. I want to assure our fans that we have worked and will continue to work to position Marshall in the best best possible way. One thing I've learned throughout this process is that Marshall University has a tremendous brand and one of the best fan bases in the country. Although the climate is changing, I'm very excited about the future of Marshall Athletics. So he officially made a statement and a stance on that. Well, he's not even going to be the uh, AD any much longer, I would think, since they're probably going to, when they get their new president, get a new AD. Yeah, I mean, I would hope he stays. I think he's done a lot for this university. No, I that agree. University but for Marshall. I'm just saying. Yeah. All right, well, we've reached our next break. I do believe we will be joined by Dave Johnson when we come back after this break. That's next on the Sports Mix. With four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states, Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords, financing from 0%, Parsons' goal of financing for all, and Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. The Mid-Atlantic Group has been serving the area's insurance needs for 40 years. We are an independent insurance agency, therefore we can offer insurance from many insurance companies, find the right coverage at the right price with Easy Payment Plan. Located at 201 West Martin Street in Martinsburg, the Mid-Atlantic Group is easily accessible from Morgan, Jefferson, and Berkeley County. To set up an appointment with a local insurance professional, give them a call today at 304-267-8989. That's the Mid-Atlantic Group at 201 West Martin Street in Martinsburg. Let them help insure you today. The Honda Civic and the Accord are uniquely stylish in their own way. But do you know what they have in common? Reliability and comfort? Sure. Available turbocharged engines? Of course. But also, the driver. Having fun for no reason. Except for the thrill of driving a Honda. Kelly Blue Book's 2021 Best Value Brand. Miller Honda, south of Winchester, home of the Lifetime Powertrain Warranty. www.mymillerhonda.com Based on 2021 brand image awards from Kelly Blue Book, visit kbb.com for more information. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Now trying to feed in the restrictor. He does the gaffer, but that's blocked. Blocked inside. Now in transition, Ingram lost the ball, trailing the plate. Marshall Banks misses, and then getting the rebound. Gafford. Gafford looks up court to Neto. We're tied at 113. Westbrook floats it to Beal. Bank and score. What a tough finish oh, by Beal. Caught in midair. One motion, two points, 115, 113 Wizards. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix. This segment sponsored in part by Parsons Ford. Camp Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com. We're now joined on the phone today by the radio play-by-play broadcaster for the Washington Wizards, Dave Johnson. How are you doing today, Dave? Yeah, I'm doing great. And, and again, it's so great to connect with you guys. We've been together on WRNR in Martinsburg since long before this. I'm about to start my 25th season doing this. And I know we've been on Martinsburg and, and, and coming out that way since before I was doing it. So it's, it's a special relationship, and I'm looking forward to the, the season that to, to starts tomorrow. 
Yeah, we're looking forward to having that game tomorrow, and uh, it'll be a big game to start the season against the Raptors. They fell to the Raptors in the preseason 113-108 last week. Uh, What are some things you are looking for as a play-by-play broadcaster this year for this Wizards team, a little different than the years past? Yeah, I I think what's uh, exciting is just the the options. We we, we saw it in uh, the preseason. Last year, we became the first team in 25 years to to rally from 15 – uh, games under 500 and make the playoffs and, and Russell Westbrook uh, was certainly electrifying and exciting and he, he broke Oscar Robertson's uh, career triple double record so there were some you know positive moments from quite frankly a, you know a difficult year for everybody we were hit harder than anybody uh, by the COVID early in the, the season but what I'm looking for this this year is is it's you know it, Bradley Beal is is a bona fide superstar he was second in the league in scoring last year. Uh, but he has got – there's more help. It's not just, uh, you know, the Beal and Westbrook, and then after that, uh, you know, we get Spencer Dinwiddie over from the Brooklyn Nets. We've got, you know, championship caliber players that, that like Kyle Kuzma and Contavious Colwell-Pope that, that, that played with the Lakers. Montrezl Harrell uh, has always been a, a, a beast every time we played against him. Now he's on our side. And, you know, Daniel Gafford, who you, you played that highlight clip, is – has become a fan favorite and, and just going from strength to strength. And so now it sounds like I'm going to start listing the whole roster, but that's what I'm talking about is that, that there's a number of options that the new head coach, Wes Unsell Jr., can, you know, he can go small, he can go uh, big. Um, so I think it's, it's going to be exciting to see, you know, how this team comes together because they know nobody is saying much about them and, and they're flying under the radar and they, they, they kind of like it that, that way. With Bradley Beal, uh, the rumor has always kind of been that, okay, he's going to get traded this year, but then it never seems to happen. And, and now, too, you know, this year it's his team in terms of he is the star. You know, there's no John, there's no Russell. So how do you think, I guess, he'll embrace that role as not only the leader, but also kind of the, the one superstar in this team, even though they do have a lot more talent around him this year than probably the last few years? Well, he's, he's definitely embracing it. I think what needs to be understood about Bradley Beal, he wants to be here. And he demonstrated that uh, by signing a contract extension before the 1920 uh, season. And let's, let's think about the timing of that. John Wall is hurt. Uh, the, that season, the, the Wizards did not end up making the playoffs. So, you know, he knew the circumstances, as he said, and, you know, I think we should celebrate in, in an age where, you know, an athlete often will say, well, you know, I, that's too hard. I'm going to go here because I know I can win now. And, and his philosophy was he wants to be part of the uh, solution of, of the, the turnaround of the, the, you know, advancing forward. So uh, I think it needs to be understood that, you know, you know, it was his decision to stay here. He could have not signed that contract extension and, and, and moved on. So, um, you know, he wants to win here and he wants to be here. So he's embracing that role uh, and he understands the position he has uh, with the team. So, uh, it, you know, it, it's exciting to have a player that, that uh, you know, it, it, by his design, he would love to spend his whole career here. And so, it, it, and as Spencer did what he said, uh, and on media day, the you know the, the the object now is to to you know come together as a team and continue to show that progress. 
that he, you know he's going to want to want to stay here for his whole career. He's going to want to uh, you know continue to be a part of, of uh, the Wizards being hopefully at, at some point a contender. And we mentioned Daniel Gafford a little bit earlier, but he just signed yesterday a three-year, $40.2 million contract extension. What does he mean to this team? I know that I saw a stat earlier. He's uh, Whenever he's on the floor, they've outscored opponents by 7.1 points per 100 possessions. What does a well, he, player like him mean? Yeah, he's he's, and this is what's exciting about the, the center position. We're going to get you know Thomas Bryant back. Uh, from the injury in early uh, uh, December, uh, you you have this this Montrezl Harrell, who who is this you know energy ferocious, you know tough kind of uh, guy who can who can protect the rim the way he protects it. But Daniel Gafford, uh, it, it's not only what he does on on the offensive end because he, he you know he, he, we always joke that he flies up for slam dunks. I'm sure he's getting picked up by air traffic control radar because he plays well above the rim. Uh, but at, uh, at the other end, defensively, uh, and I think you know he had a, a, a performance against the Knicks in preseason where he had 14 points and 17 rebounds. Um, and so he's not going to get 17 rebounds every night. But as Wes Unsel uh, says, and he should know because his dad was one of the greatest rebounders of all time in the NBA. Um, you know, Gafford's the potential, the athleticism, the size he has is, is tremendous, and. You know, there's a case where it, it sometimes, and this is not only true of basketball teams, but look, let's face it, it's that people listening to this, your, whatever your job is, sometimes it's just about fit and opportunity. And so he was not playing in Chicago. It wasn't working out. You know, his confidence was shaken. Uh, he, you know, nobody was talking about Daniel Gafford. So he gets picked up by the Wizards in a trade. The Wizards wanted him, made him feel like, no, wait a minute, we want you. We know what you are capable of doing. And the next thing you know, he goes from strength to strength. And, and um, you know, he, he now has a three-year contract extension. But, you know, the fact that he's, you know, earned that is, is because of, of the way he plays. Uh, and, and he is – that's going to be another part of this exciting season to see how, you know, not only this team comes together, but young players like Daniel Gafford continue to develop because that's you know as i've done this for a long time that's always it's been exciting for me to watch bradley come in to the league where you know he's he's a lot of kind of a catch and shoot perimeter player and the next thing you know he's you know one of the best scorers uh in the league because he can do so many things and he can play make now too so it's it's fun to watch uh players develop and rise uh, Dave, we'll get you out of here on this. We got about a minute. So, uh, how do you think, or what do you think Wes Unsell Jr. brings to this team? And then, what can Wizards fans be excited about uh, starting tomorrow night? Well, I, Wes Unsell Jr. is, is like his, his dad, and his dad is, uh, I, I, you know, one of the finest human beings I've ever met in my life. So, you know, Wes Unsell Jr. had success with the Denver Nuggets as an assistant coach, helped them become a contender. I have no doubt. With his work ethic, his knowledge, and his the way he can relate to players, he'll have the uh, the same impact. And I believe that this Wizards team, it's it's not with rose-colored glasses. I think it's going to surprise some some uh, people. It's going to be one thing I do know: it's going to be fun, just like the team last year was fun. It's going to compete, and and let's roll it up and let's see if we're talking about uh, the playoffs in about six months. 
All right. Well, thanks, Dave, for coming on. Tomorrow night, game time, 7.30. Is that a 7.10 pregame or 7.15? 715 uh, pregame, and as always, people can connect with me at Dave J Sports. And again, I'm uh, deeply appreciative of, of the folks in West Virginia uh, staying with us for all these years because it's it's been a tremendous relationship. All right, Dave. Well, thanks for coming on with us. Hopefully, we'll talk with you down the road this season. Anytime. Anytime. That's been the Sports Mix today.